Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 271 and session number 82 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single week, which I've been doing now for the past 82 weeks. Can't believe it's been that long, and uh, it's just awesome. And I enjoy doing it as much as I did on the very first episode because I love connecting with you guys. So I want to encourage you to leave a question. And I'm going to say something right now, too, because things have changed, right? Since we've started all the way back on you know session one to now, I mean, the questions keep coming in. A lot of times they're similar or maybe there's a different situation. Uh I want to I want to invite you to ask other questions as well. Is there any other questions you have not just the selling on Amazon questions? Is there anything else you have in business questions that you you have? I've been doing this now online for over almost 10 years now, uh, and, and uh, you know, I've, I've kind of been around the block a few times, so I, I've seen brick and mortar business, I've seen, you know, the physical products space business, I've seen the digital space business, so if you guys have any questions, uh, now especially, we want to start thinking about building our channel outside of Amazon since this recent update, so if you guys have any questions, you're not restricted to just asking Amazon questions. Uh, here on the podcast, we are going to be really starting to drive, uh, you know, deeper into this whole building your business outside of Amazon. You guys know I've been a huge fan of that from day one. It's just Amazon is the platform that we can launch a product pretty quickly, get some sales, and then we can validate and then go out there and build something. So I invite you to ask those questions as well. Uh, Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and uh, I'll do my best to listen and, and, uh, and you know air it here on the show and give you my answer. Again, I love doing this stuff, guys. It's like us getting in a room together on Fridays or whenever you're listening to this and just being able to chit-chat about this stuff. I, I truly, truly love doing it. Now, I'm going to be doing this in person here pretty soon here, depending on when this airs. I think this is going to air on October 21st, 2016, if I have my dates correct. Um, I'm going to be doing a live event uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. It's called TAS Breakthrough Live. It's going to be a two-day event, and uh, I'm really excited about it because I get to sit down with 30 Amazon businesses and e-commerce businesses, and we're really going to be driving deep into that whole topic of building your business on and off of Amazon. So if you guys are interested in attending either this one or maybe an upcoming workshop that we're going to be doing, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live, and there you can get all the details as far as what we're doing on day one and day two, rather than me tell you again here on the podcast, but really it's us breaking down your business, helping you with that business, and then also now talking about how to build it outside of Amazon and going through all of that stuff, and it's really going to be actionable stuff, and it's a way for us to be able to connect to you you know, more on an individual level so we can actually see you in person, we can sit down, and we can work through um, our businesses together, and it's I like to look at it as like we're having a mastermind session for two days. It's going to be awesome. So if you're interested in this one or maybe an, an upcoming one, if we do another one after this one, uh, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. If it's full, it'll say it'll say that, and uh, then just go ahead and get on the wait list. Um, if we have any cancellations, we can let you know, or we'll just let you know of an upcoming one. But I'm really, really excited about that. I get so excited about that because the last one we did in Denver was just awesome. It was off the hook, just awesome. Um, all right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to today's first question, and then I'll give you my answer. I am excited today, guys. Can you tell that? I am just, I'm pumped today. I'm just excited. The sun's out. I'm ready to answer some questions. Let's go ahead and listen, uh, and we'll, we'll do that. 
What's up, Scott? My name is Dylan. I'm a seller from Phoenix, Arizona. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for all that you do for the TAS community. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Um, I'm going to try to make my question as clear as possible, and I'm going to use the example that you use for the garlic press. Um, So here we go. So my product would be comparable to something that you could say... Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Let's say for this example that you can market particular garlic presses for men and women. So some people would have a title of garlic press for men. Some people would have a product that has a title of garlic press for women. Uh, My product would be comparable to something that you could market for um, stainless steel garlic press for men and women. Um, And naturally, I have some competitors who can also do that with their product. Um, But I have one particular competitor who, um, when you search for the keyword garlic press for men it will come up as garlic press for men and then um you know that that'll be his same product um but when you search for garlic press for women um it also comes up as his listing is garlic press for women with that same exact product um so my first question to you is um i'm wondering how he's doing that is he creating two different listings or um two different SKUs? you know what's going on there and my second question is, what are your what are your thoughts on that strategy? And um, do you think it would be beneficial to deploy that strategy? Um, thank you so much again for all that you do. And um, I'm really looking forward to your answer. Hey, Dylan from Phoenix, Arizona. It's kind of crazy because that's where our live event's going to be this year. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. So okay, cool. Uh, thank you so much for being a listener. By the way, I do appreciate you. And uh, it's a great question. And uh, Chris Schaefer and myself have talked about this. That when you have a listing. Okay, and you can have two variations. Um, you kind of have two listings in a sense. Okay, you can still fill out your your title differently. You can you can do the back end of that of that variation, and that's basically what you're talking about in this case. Where if that one seller has two products with two different images in two different listings, right? Or variations. The the variation is like a separate listing, but it's all under one listing, if that makes sense. Um, Now, you could do two different listings, and then you could just target those people. And let me just kind of pause here for a minute and call a timeout, okay? I'm doing the timeout thing like I've done in the past, like I'm in the game. Hey, coach, timeout. Let's talk about this for a second, because I think it's important for us to realize that if we can take a product in a market And if we can position that product for an individual, I believe it will perform better because we're niching down. So it's kind of like we talk about like we've got the fishermen and that's like a broad like market, right? But what if we went after the fly fishermen or what if we went after the deep sea fishermen? Yes, they may intermingle because they may be both of those people, but it's going to call out that one person at that particular time that that they are looking for that thing, right? The other thing that it does for you is it allows you to also position that same product maybe to three or four different types of people if it helps those people, okay? It has to help those people uh, or has to pertain to those people, okay? But I think it's smart. I think 
moving forward, you know, especially, you know, with this whole update, and I, I hate bringing it up all the time, but it's kind of new and fresh. We kind of have to. And I think it comes comes down to, you know, while we're picking products, we need to find products that are a little bit niched down. Like, you know, take a category and drill down into that category deeper to target a, uh, a, you know, a more precise mark or a piece of the market. And when we do this, we're also going to probably see less sales being generated for that product. But we also then see that we have less competition for that product. Um, we also, which is really important now, we have less competition for reviews. So again, if you were looking at products before that you were competing to rank and you were also competing on reviews. So even if you ranked, that's great, but now once you rank, you have to convert. Well, if you're competing against 500 reviews and you only have two reviews, that's going to be harder, you know, a harder uh, hill to climb. But in this case, if we're going after a product that's niched down, uh, you know, targeting, you know, a really precise part of the market, then we probably have less competition. And if that's the case, we have less competition on reviews. That means we don't have to do this review group thing that just you know, kind of, uh, you know, happened, uh, or that just kind of came about that now all of a sudden everyone's in a panic. Well, if you find a product that only has 50 reviews on it and it's, you know, been selling for a year and a half and you're, you're seeing that it's getting 300 sales a month. I mean, common sense says, right. That makes sense, right? I mean, it makes it easier to compete now. All right. So, okay, let's get back to your question. And that was really like, you know, how do you do that? If you have one that does target men and, and it does target women, should you put them under the same listing? And the answer is, it kind of depends, right? It, it depends on if you want to maintain two listings or you could also try it both. You can try it one way and then try it the other way. So let's say you want to try it. I think the easiest way to do it would be to have one listing with two variations and then just really uh, optimize each variation for that you know, that person or that mark or that piece of the market. Okay. Now, if you see that that's not working, you know, after a little while and you wanted to close out one of those variations and start up a brand new listing, you could do that. Okay. So there's options that you have, but you're absolutely right in saying that you don't want the one listing to say, um, used for, you know, or can be used by men, women, children, you know, whatever, you know, grandparents, you know, that's just, to me, you're trying to grab too much of the market rather than niching down. And I think if we niche down as people are, are scrolling through, they're going to number one, see that. And they're going to also, um, be, you know, drawn towards that. And you're going to also show up in different rankings for those, uh, those keywords because you've targeted that person. Like if you're looking for a certain thing for a man, well, you're going to put in there, you know, for grandparent, right. Or for, you know, whatever, could be retired person or could be, uh, you know, something for, uh, you know, something that, that caters towards that part of the market. It doesn't even have to be gender specific. It can be, you know, if you're catering to lawyers, well, it's going to be, you know, to, to, to lawyers. If it's going to be towards a fly fisherman, it's going to be towards a fly fisherman. You want that to be not as broad. Um, and again, I think that moving forward is going to be critical. Um, so hopefully this answered your question. Um, thanks for, uh, for phoning it in or, uh, yeah, you did phone it in. I believe, uh, had to be on your phone. Maybe I, I don't know how you're doing it now. I think it's, uh, I think the app now for the voice recorder can be on phone or the computer. So check it out at the amazing forward slash ask and leave your question and let me know. I think it's either. Um, all right, let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Jeremy. 
I'm from Minnesota. I've been listening to your podcast for about eight to ten months. Um, I have listened to most of the episodes and um, have found them to be an excellent resource. I want to say first, um, thank you for being um, this great resource for people growing Amazon businesses or um, just starting out. So my question is related to websites and specifically having a, a domain registered and an email address um, such as um, you know, Jeremy at widgetsinc.com um, versus having the standard uh, Jeremy at google.com and how that is uh, perceived by vendors and people that you're uh, speaking to as we're setting up these businesses. So I've seen you or heard you um, speak about setting up a website as it pertains to brand registry and preventing hijackers and having an authority site uh, to collect email addresses. What are your thoughts on registering a domain for your brand and setting up email um, with that domain? You know, much like the uh, at Widgets Inc. or um, at GarlicPresses.com. I've been researching products and contacting vendors, but I have this nagging feeling that when they see the gmail.com address, um, they don't give you as much attention as they would um, if you were coming from, say, a a walmart.com or something like that, um, or any other, you know, specific or custom domain. Any thoughts on this would be much appreciated, and if you could add um, some input on how to actually set up the domain or who you recommend uh, doing this through, I'd appreciate it. Thanks so much, Scott. Bye. Hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for the question, and it's a good question. Uh, now, some people that are just starting, uh, whether you know, you're know you just starting to do product research or any of that stuff, I wouldn't clutter my mind with any of this stuff yet, okay? But moving forward, as you figure out that you are going to build a brand around this particular product or product line, then I think it's a great idea, and I think before you even pick your brand name, you should make sure that the domain name is available. Uh, you can go to GoDaddy.com. Uh, I think Bluehost has theirs, their own as well. Um, there's there's a bunch of different uh, places to get a, a domain. I recommend GoDaddy, um, and I've got some of these links on my website in the resources section, theamazingseller.com forward slash resources. You guys can go check that out. Uh, but going back to kind of like what your email should be. Again, if you're just starting, your email doesn't really have to be anything like a big business, right? I'm doing air quotes, like a big corporation. It could be like, you know, Susie loves cats at yahoo.com. It doesn't really matter. And you're going to see that a lot of the agents that you're talking to have the same type of like Skype address or something, right? Might even have like a little kitty cat or a dog, right? It, it doesn't really matter at that stage. Um, now I had someone email me the other day though, and they said that the company that they were talking with, they wanted like 
a location of where they were and, um, and you know, they weren't sure if they should give them their home address, you know, at that point, you know, PO box or something, I don't even think it matters if it's your home address because they just want an address to see where it's going. But if they gave you a problem with that, I've never had a problem with that. And I don't know anyone that I've, you know, talked to or even coached in this, in this part of the phase, uh, if there's ever been a problem. Uh, so, um, anyway, that's a little off topic because what I want you guys to understand is like when you're getting those quotes and stuff, there's really no big deal in it as far as like having to look like you're a major company. Um, now when you do decide that you are going to be a brand and you are going to build this thing out, then yes, once you get your domain name, you're going to want it to be, you know, Scott at, you know, I love garlic presses.com, right? Like that's what you're going to want it to be because you're going to want to communicate with your customers with that. You're going to want to, you know, when you start building your email list, you're going to want to be, you know, that person is going to be the one that you're going to communicate through or that email is going to be representing, you know, the, uh, you know, your, your brand and your company. Um, so yes. Now when you go to brand registry, you're going to need a website. That website doesn't have to be massive. It just needs to be a small website that has your, your business uh, details on it. Um, we actually did an episode, um, on, on gating, which also talked about brand registry. Um, that episode, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, that episode was, I'm trying to find it here, guys, hang with me. Okay. That was episode episode 212 on um, the simple process for getting ungated to sell your product on Amazon. We did that with Chris Schaefer. We also talk about brand registry and stuff there too. Kind of goes hand in hand because in order to get ungated, you have to be uh, brand registered or you have to at least have um, the, the pieces in place to, uh, to prove that you're a business. Um, and, uh, and there's a few things that you need to do there. So definitely, I think it's important to, uh, have your own, your own domain, even if you just take that domain and then in the beginning, point it to your Amazon listing. Uh, and you can do that right through GoDaddy, but I wouldn't overcomplicate it in the beginning, especially if you're just in the product research stage, or if you're just sourcing, I wouldn't really worry too much about it, but, uh, I would say, as soon as you do know that you're going to have a brand, you're going to want to, uh, you're going to want to get that domain name. You're going to want to make sure that that's available, um, because that is going to be important moving down the line, uh, because that is going to show your business, right? That's going to be, uh, you, you know, your business outside of any other channels that you're on. And also in the communications, you want that to, uh, you know, match your, uh, your website. So, um, and the other thing I would say too, is make sure too you do a little bit of research to make sure that there's no trademark on the name that you're using. Um, you can easily do this on a trademark search. Um, you can do that. Uh, you can hire someone, uh, pretty inexpensively. I think you can even go to legal zoom, I believe, and they'll do a, a trademark search for you. Uh, but, uh, one of the ways that I've always kind of done it where, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I wasn't infringing is I would just type in like, let's say for example, uh, I was going after a certain name. Uh, I love garlic presses. I know that's kind of silly, but let's just go with it. Um, I love garlic presses, right? And I would go before I would even go look on GoDaddy and I would go and type in that domain name. I love, you know, garlicpresses.com. And I'd see if there was anything coming up. And I would see if there was like a major brand that was already, you know, using that. And then you go over to GoDaddy and then you can kind of reverse it back from there. Now, just because you do that and you don't see something doesn't mean that there's not something trademarked either. It's just something I've done. Um, and a little short story here, uh, going way back now, way back in internet years, probably about eight years ago, 
Um, I did have a website that I had already built and it was in the photography space and um, I didn't even realize it, but I was infringing on a trademark and uh, I had the thing built for like a year. I was already getting a lot of momentum. I was already generating revenue, a pretty significant amount of revenue, and I had to change everything. So it was a, it was a big pain in the butt. So I do trademark um, most things now that I believe are, I'm going to grow. Um, so if that is something that you're going to grow, I would trademark it as well. So just a little side note there for you. All right. So, uh, hopefully that answered your question and, uh, yeah, it is pretty important and I would do that as soon as you, you know exactly what you're going to be, uh, you know, using the brand for, and if it's something that you're going to be building out. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hey Scott, this is Ken from Tennessee and I have a question for you. My question is, if I I have a business and it has a niche market already, and I was thinking about selling into that market, well, I've just got my wife into a market, um, another not so niche market, but still it's kind of targeted. Her, um, I want her to start selling FBA or selling on Amazon. And she will be starting from absolutely nothing. She will know absolutely nothing. So could you come up with a list of podcasts specifically for her to listen to? Now I know that you have the, uh, I know that you have the courses and you have the live seminars and stuff like that. And I'll, I want her to go ahead and watch one of those as well. But before then, I want her to get some information on the back end from all of your podcasts. So if you could recommend specific podcasts for someone who's never listened to you before to listen to, to get all the information that they need to know to get started on Amazon, what would those podcasts be? Once again, this is Ken from Tennessee. Thank you very much, Scott, for everything that you do. You have a great day now, bud. Hey, Ken, thank you so much for the question. And uh, I want to say first off, that uh, congratulations on yourself for being in a market and having your market picked and having your niche selected and all of that. But if we were sitting down right now, and I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm going to be honest with everyone listening right now. If I'm sitting down with you and we're having this conversation, first off, I would say, okay, Ken, sounds like you got yourself like lined up. You've got your brand picked. You've got all that stuff. Why are we going outside of that? And if that's going well, that is, if it's not, if you see like a bigger opportunity in your wife's, you know, thing, or maybe that's just something your wife wants to do, I get it. But I often find people wanting to do too many things and then it gets, it gets, uh, you know, gets confusing. It gets overwhelming, right? So I would say, first off, evaluate what you're doing and make sure that you're not going to take away from your existing business. I think that's a a big thing as entrepreneurs that we all do. I do. I fall into that trap every single day with the amount of uh, opportunities that cross my way now, especially because of the podcast. Uh, You know, it's really opened up things that I could do that I never would have been able to do before. I have to say no to a lot of things, which is hard. Um, So sometimes saying no or pausing something while you build something else is what you have to do. Um, And I'm kind of telling myself that right now, too. So, Scott, listen to what Scott is saying right now. (laughs) All right. So it's just it's hard. But let's say that 
you know, you're kind of like dialed in and you're, you're kind of like, you guys are doing okay. Maybe that business is going to drive starting the other business. Um, then that's okay too. Um, but what I would say is number one, you've done it already, right? So what better way than to ask you, like, what did you do? Like, you know, uh, you know, what, what happened when you guys started now, like you said, maybe you started brick and mortar and then maybe you took those products that were selling locally and then you launched them on Amazon. I've seen that time and time again. I think that's a brilliant strategy. So if you guys are listening that have a brick and mortar store and you're not listing your same products in Amazon, you need to do that. That's what I would do or any other channel for that matter. Um, everything that we talk about from this day moving forward is going to be Amazon slash any other channels, right? Because Amazon is just one of those channels that we're focusing on. And it's a great channel to start. But I would say if, if we're at that point where you're like, all right, Scott, I want you to go ahead and give my wife like this advice. Like, what would you recommend she listen to that you've already created? And I do want to highlight something right now. Like there's been a lot of podcasts that I've created so far with things that have happened with me or other people that I've met and things have changed but not a lot. Even though this last, you know, update was kind of massive, it doesn't really affect my thinking too much as far as, you know, launching products on Amazon because I still think it's a great platform. I just think we have to do things a little bit differently depending on what camp you're in. If you were in the camp that was like going after these very, very competitive markets and you have to give away a thousand units to compete, to get ranked and to get reviews because you're competing in that, that's a problem. So, and I've never said that. So my strategy really hasn't changed too, too much. Okay. Um, so it really comes down to, you know, product research. That's number one. Like we have to start there and it sounds like you already understand about a market that needs products. So that's a, that's the other big thing that I would advise anyone right off the bat is what is the market that you want to go after? That's a great place to start. Don't even use a tool right now. Just what market are you thinking about going into? So it sounds like you've already got that picked or that's already there. That is good. But now what we need to do is we need to, instead of reinventing something in that market, let's go and see what currently is selling so we can get an idea of what the market is buying, right? Uh, you know, and then from there we can, we can get ideas that way, right? So I would say product research is number one. No matter if you're selling on Amazon or not, use Amazon as a tool to allow you to know what is selling and what you could potentially sell on Amazon and off of Amazon, all right? So I would say the episodes that I would go and listen to is episode 56, what I did with Greg Mercer, uh, 161, another one with Greg Mercer, um, and then I'll link up a couple other ones with some more, uh, pro I know another one is, is episode 189, that's product validation and, and finding the history, um, of a product and seeing how well it's doing, but I would get really, really clear on that and I would get focused on that. Um, and then I would move on to phase two, which is going to be, you know, the sourcing. It sounds like you might've already done some of that. So that's where you would come in. You can kind of give her a hand with that. Anyone else that's listening, um, you know, I have a start page. Um, that page is going to be constantly being updated when things like this, this review thing just happened. I'll have to maybe update a couple of things there, but not too much. It pretty much all starts with product research and anything that I've talked about with product research still is, is, you know, the same as it was then really, uh, you know, you're just not going after products that are selling, you know, 50 to a hundred units a day. It comes down to finding those products that you're not competing on reviews. I need to stress that. I need to highlight that. If you're going after a product that you're competing on reviews, you are, you're, you're really at a disadvantage. Okay. 
And if you can find also products that are not optimized or ones that you can improve upon, I think that's even a more important one. Which ones can you improve upon in the market that you want to go into? So it kind of starts with the market, like what market are you going into? Understanding that market, maybe spend some time and go and do some outreach and see where your market is hanging out and then start to listen and start to see. Maybe you already know that because you you already chose this market. That's what I'm, I'm hearing. Your wife has already chosen this market, which is great. A lot of times people aren't even starting there. So I would say get crystal clear on that. You know, don't try to overwhelm yourself with everything else. That's why I do the workshop, okay? And uh, currently I'm going to be doing a couple different styles of the workshop now and I'm going to see you know, if I'm going to continue those, I'm just going to see what people need. It's really about what you guys need that I want to be able to help you with. I was doing the five phases on a workshop for a while and I'll probably still continue to do those, but I'm also doing one now that's more about what I'm talking about here is getting crystal clear on the market and on the product and kind of like how to understand what makes a good product and a good market. Um, again, again, guys, if you guys want to register for an upcoming workshop um, and you can see if there's even one that is upcoming, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. The time that I'm recording this The one I'm doing is on product research and product discovery and market validation. Um, So you can go check that out if you want to, theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, and uh, that'll have the latest details on any workshop that I'm doing. I always uh, answer any questions that I have there as well. So that's where I would start. Um, I have a page on the podcast, you know, it's theamazingseller.com forward slash start. Huh, imagine that, pretty clever name, right? Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's that's what I would do. Um, and that's really all I wanna do here is get people started, and then from there, we can take that and and move to the next thing, right? And right now, it's, you know, how does the whole thing work, and how do I get a product launched, and then after I get a product launched, now what, right? Um, and that's really what I wanna do, and that's what I'm doing currently myself. I'm learning, I'm pivoting just like everyone else. Um, you know, I've, I've been in uh, the online business world for a long time now in internet years. I mean, almost 10 years, maybe even longer. I'm, I'd have to go back and see when my first sale was made. Uh, but I've learned a lot and I've pivoted a lot. And the people that I'm meeting now, my good friend, Dom Sugar, who's been in the business for over 15 years, he was, he was online selling retail before Amazon was even, even thought of. Um, and uh, again, he's seen it all. He's pivoted along the way. And I think that's what we have to do. So this wasn't supposed to be about that. What it was supposed to be about is where do you start? You start with those resources I just gave you. And then also it starts with identifying the market identifying the product that um, can be served to that market. And um, and one question that I answered earlier was, was really about like how to take that product and really position it, really make it niche down to a, a, you know, a specific part of that market. I think that's critical moving forward as well. So um, hopefully this helped you. Hopefully this helped anyone else that's, uh, that's wondering this. But I will say that if you guys are, if there's anyone out there that's been, been at this at not just this business, but any online business at all, whether it's affiliate marketing through Amazon, through, uh, uh, you know, maybe through, you know, ClickBank, maybe it's through building a, a blog and getting trapped, whatever it is, understand that there's ways that you can then capitalize on that stuff. Or maybe you know someone like, uh, like Ken, like you said, like you already have something established. You already have product being sold. You already have niched down. I would really ask myself, how much more can I scale that? And does it help us to go outside of that and build another brand or does it help us to take all our energy and focus on the one brand that's already had, that already has some momentum? Um, so 
Hopefully this helped you. Hopefully it helped anyone else. Um, I just wanted to say again, thanks so much everyone for being a listener. I do appreciate each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do my best to keep you guys, um, really abreast of like all of the different things that, that I'm going to be experimenting with that I'm pivoting towards. Um, and one of those is, you know, really, uh, how do we take, you know, our business and, and build it outside of Amazon and not be so, um, you know, I guess so relying on, on, you know, that one channel, because I think it's risky. Um, and I think I'm realizing that even more and more, um, as these little updates come out that we have to be aware of that. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on. That's what TAS, um, is going to be focusing on. So if you want more of that, stay tuned. Um, and, uh, if you guys have a question, head over to the amazing forward slash ask. If you guys want to hang out with me live in, uh, I'm talking live in person, uh, head over to the amazing forward slash live. You'll see the details there about the upcoming event in Phoenix, Arizona. If there's any spots available, you'll know that by going to that page. And if not, you can get on the wait list or uh, register for an upcoming notification for the next TAS live event. So, uh, the amazing forward slash live. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Have an awesome, amazing day. And remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. You have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Don't give up on me now. Take action. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. 